the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. Mr. Rogers. I was never a Mr. Rogers guy. I was never a Sesame Street guy. Sesame Street bummed me out. I wouldn't want to own an apartment on Sesame Street. Well, maybe that is in New York, isn't it? They're going to eat cookie. But the homeless problem? Guy living in a garbage can? Who also... They have vampires in the neighborhood? Three. Kid has HIV? Five. Then there's there's now a a genderless Muppet? I would not want to live in that neighborhood. It's scary. Oh, my, my, my. There's a big bird who clearly got in some sort of nuclear radiation thing, right? Mr. Snuffleupagus. What the hell is a Snuffleupagus? But real estate on Sesame Street is probably doing well. I was an electric company kid. That was the TV, public TV show that was... It didn't have the budget of Sesame Street. It didn't have the writers of Sesame Street. It just... I don't know. It was like a second city TV. We're gonna turn it on. Go. We're gonna bring in the power. They had a cool Spider-Man suit. So anyway, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoneSource.com. Morning. Desirable neighborhoods like Sesame Street, huh? Sure. Great for kids or families with kids. We got some pretty interesting stuff in front of us. You're my real estate guy. You just helped me get a loan. You helped me get a second home. Um, but this was actually the easiest one I've done in a while mm-hmm. because I'm getting older. I think as I have more assets, people are a little go, more go with the flow, but you'd think it, you'd think it would have gotten harder as you get more assets, more liabilities, more just paperwork. Um, but lenders are figuring it out. They're doing, um, quite a good job at making it easier for people that have good credit and good income to get loans. So it's kind of scary in that way. You kind of keep me in touch with what people are doing on loans and mortgages in the Bay area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to stay in touch. So it's, I have you who does, you know, 25, 30 loans a year. Easy. Um, with that being said, it gives me perspective, but like, I don't have perspective on Sesame street and how the real estate's doing there or Louisiana or Mississippi in my cook letter, cook letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter. Um, I, I have no clue. I know that they hate us. I could show you the maps of the United States. Esri does a map of the United States. It's a big mapping company. And they, their, their coolest new map shows you where the wealthiest counties are in the United States. Yeah. And where the non-wealthy. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Those states that you fly over. Some big, big holes there. There's some there. big black holes of no money. Yeah. <laughs> West Virginia is going to allow hunting of people soon to try to recruit some millennials to live there like the Hunger Games. Um, that's not true. So one of the, the 
I love California, and I've been in California 20-plus years now, and I grew up in the United States and overseas, and uh, there's a lot to like about our state if you take advantage of it. But California becomes the first state to order solar on new homes. I like that story. Um, and again, it comes down to, do you remember 20 years ago, you're on the East Coast, I'm on the East Coast, and we're talking about going to the West Coast, and they're like, they don't have plastic bags there. <laughs> And on the East Coast, it's like, they got earthquakes and no plastic bags. And you're like, really? And it seems like such a foreign country out here. It seems like such a foreign yeah. country. And then you're here, you're like, we don't need plastic bags. Yeah. Good, Glad that we don't have them. You know, we got families and like, we don't want, you know, uh, plastic bags just can end up in the ocean. So Now solar panels. A lot of people were putting some money into that. Uh, I Several clients I've had that got into the business of solar solar power. And I'm sure they're pretty happy to hear that California's embracing it this way. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, mandatory new homes, first state to order solar on everything. I'm not sure that is the right solution where you say every single home. Because like, how about this? How about this? How about this? What if you don't want the solar panels? Like you hate the sun? For some reason, the sun did you wrong growing up. You're a moon fan. You're a witch. You're a vampire. You might think it's ugly. Right. Um, I like the idea of neighborhoods having solar. So I like for I I don't know, but I'd rather have it on the house than have this big field of shiny pieces of glass. But see, we're different. Depends on where you live. Depends on how much beauty you want to have on the house versus how much beauty you want to have uh, in the neighborhood. Because you could do it much more industrial if you do a a whole neighborhood versus a, a single house. Well, I, I do believe that Californians in general do want to embrace a greener state. Um, I mean, we just went through a drought and we're like, what if that dam goes away? What if that, our power just gets more expensive? And this is a way to help kind of keep that going, keep that uh, mentality and that philosophy going. I have no problems with it at all. In fact, I, I'm surprised more people don't have solar. It, it is, I think it is a fantastic addition to a house in addition to your budget. You talk about budgets all the time. I think if you, pl- if you do it the right way and you can talk, easily talk to somebody, there's plenty of people to answer the phone and help you and you get the right, you either buy the equipment or you lease it and, and all of a sudden your bill's lower. It, it, it makes sense whether or not you want it and you have to maintain it and all that stuff. It's, it's, you can set it up the right way. I like it. Sure. Ed Bagley Jr. Was his name Ed Bagley Jr.? The guy who was, uh, he's the Californian. He's he's big into solar. Uh, real big into solar. I know who he is. I just, he was I on St. Elsewhere. Okay. He was the nerdy doctor with glasses that never got the girl. Um, but then again, he lived for most of the series. And never had AIDS or anything like that because we uh, do our storytelling through TV shows. Um, but yeah, the, the move of California underscoring how rooftop solar once a luxury reserve for wealthy green leaning homeowners is becoming a mainstream energy source with California, the nation's largest solar market. So again, I, home builders hate this because they want to be able to charge you whatever they could charge you. So the home builder stocks got hit on this news last week and solar stocks got, did quite well. So yeah, how about like areas like Tahoe where, or Santa Rosa, the whole, not the whole city, but a large 5,000 houses burned down. That's 5,000 solar insta- installations going in if they go with this new idea. Like, these are big numbers. Well, it's not just that. There's a, a lot of new technologies. I'm sure every, most of the people that are going to rebuild are these, con- these contractors saying, well, why don't we add this? Why don't we add that? I have a client right now who is trying to do a renovation on his house in um, Novato. And he can't, he, he, he's 
they're getting top dollar. He's he was blown away with the quote that he got on his on his renovation because all of the contractors are are concentrating on these on rebuilding these homes, uh, and there's in such high demand. It's, they're going to put in so much stuff, Rob. I, I love the. There's a, a a silver lining, I suppose, to all of these new homes going up, and they're going to be pretty sophisticated. And I think that you know California saying we're going to put solar on new homes is just the leading. You know, we're the leading state in this in this factor. So it used to be a situation where people would come to you and get a home equity line of credit and put in solar. Mm-hmm. People would use their own equity to like try to improve the house and. The, the numbers are starting to get there for sure for many, many people. It's going to be interesting to see, like I said, how it plays out in California and the regulations. And uh, contractors are obviously going to make a killing installing the new stuff. Elon Musk and his lithium battery world obviously mm-hmm. going to do very, very well. And his power walls, as yep. people start going, you know, not just panels, but maybe I can get a power bank and store the electricity on site instead of selling it back to the PG&E just in case there is that historic flood or what have you. Anyway, Tony just did a loan for me. You can contact him at com. He does all sorts of loans, but he can help you with a 15, a 5, an arm. He can help figure out your situation for you. Contact him at com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I've got another piece of property that I added to my collection of wealth or liabilities. Knowing that I have a payment coming up tells me that it's a liability and it's not an asset. Knowing that Apple's going to pay me a dividend in 90 days is an asset and not a liability. So work with that. Tony Mendez from Bay Area Loan Source is here today. Hello. We live in an interesting state. Like you have a brother who's in real estate. Your sister-in-law is in real estate. Your brother kind of is in real estate. Um. But he thinks real estate's the best thing in the world. And your brother was a pretty smart guy out of high school. He got a Domino's franchise and did that probably for 10, 15 years. 22 years. 22 years. Wow. That's a long time. Um, and he, he got a six-figure salary out of it. And then that all went away because a lot started happening pretty aggressively with Papa John's and Pizza Hut's and Domino's and getting your store lease location and keeping things, you know, uh Going, but he's in love with real estate. He, he wasn't in love with real estate in his 20s. Wasn't in love with real estate in his 25, 30, mm-hmm. 35. But the moment he got into that high paying, high commission job where if you sell six houses a year in, in Northern Virginia or New York City or California, a uh, coastal town, you, you've done pretty well. Six houses a year, that doesn't sound like much. Yeah, and, and uh, they've, they've done well. I think what you're leading towards is that they they did put a lot into one basket. Uh, when it's all said and done, they they gravitated towards real estate as opposed to like my brother's biggest mistake is he didn't do a 401k for himself or an IRA. Um, you know, he pretty much just paid his house, paid for it. He had four kids. I mean, that was the other um, big thing that all four kids have student loan debt. By the way, um, and. He went to real estate, and he's still buying actively real real estate, uh, leveraging some properties and not leveraging others, and using cash flows on uh, some vacation homes, some rentals. And the point that I'm trying to get at, is, I think I, I was hoping I was on the right track. Yeah, the point that I'm trying to get at is that he's in love with it. 
if he were in Raleigh, North Carolina, where the average house is one hundred fifty thousand dollars versus six hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars house, right? They'd have to sell two or three or four more homes or times amount right. of homes to be in the same kind you're, of. You're situation. more of a, and I hate to use this word because it sounds bad, but you're almost kind of more of a bubba. <laughs> if you're in, you know, you may have a son named Bubba. If you're in North Carolina real estate versus, you know, high end uh, Washington D.C. or San Francisco or L.A. Um, like I know some realtors in some smaller cities that, that they're just part of the the, the blood of the the city, whereas high end areas you're like real estate's the greatest thing ever. They, you, you always become a little more snobbier, or you you you're a little more defensive of how great it is versus it's just a home that you live in. You remember the guy who sold us uh, or sold me a house in Raleigh, North Carolina? You met him. Yep. <laughs> Uh, just, you want to smoke some weed after the <laughs> transaction? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he was pretty trippy. He is pretty trippy. That's well said. So one of the areas that we get into arguments and, and conversations, and I think that's the greatest thing about real estate, is like when I tell you a realtor in, in Biloxi, Mississippi, they're, they're not pulling in you know high six figures. They're not getting $60,000 commissions. Um they're working it, so to speak, and they're, it's a little less lucrative of a job, a little less luster, so to speak. But um, one area that I'm, I'm, I'm depressed on because I just don't see how it resolves. And one of the things I, I say, I don't want to die because I kind of want to see where technology goes. I'm going to miss seeing like a brand new watch. I'm going to miss seeing a brand new, you know, in, implantable or whatever you want to say. But uh, housing, I just, how does it end? In California, when, you know, homes are going for $2 million and shacks that are made out of wood and, and don't have... Burned down houses toilets. going for a million dollars in San Jose. Yeah. yeah. How does it all end? And you just showed me some statistics from earlier this week that uh, the level of negative domestic migration was far greater in 2006. People who are lower income are leaving the state. People who are higher income are coming, coming into, into the, the state. state. But there's some jobs that are low-income jobs, like realtors in other cities, but not here. Well, it kind of highlights the issue of affordable housing. It um, really highlights the issue of affordable uh, housing. The number one destination for people leaving the Bay Area is Sacramento. But that the number one destinations for Californians leaving the state are places like Austin, San Antonio, Phoenix, Reno, Portland, Seattle, and Denver. They want to stay west. In fact, there's. I think I just named all those cities other than Los Angeles, well, which is in the state um, that's west of here uh, or east of here. Was that's still west? But um, they're looking for jobs. But it, when you play out the math, uh, you look. A lot of these people want to buy a house, and they can't buy a house here, or their rents just too high, and they want to move to a place where where it's a, l- a little bit more affordable. But the incomes, you you run the math, and you make a hundred thousand dollars here, you can't. You're, you're barely scraping it by, but you make $70,000 in another city and all of a sudden you can buy a house. So you, you start writing the math and you may have to change careers or you may have to work from home, but you're all of a sudden buying a house. I just think there's a reality here that it's tough to ignore when you see California lost 516,000 households earning less than 50,000. For households earning 50,000 or more, migration actually turned positive 62,000 last 10 years. But 516,000 to 62,000, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it 10 times. 10 times as many 50,000 or less leaving as people 50,000 or more coming. 
And that's a problem because there are jobs out there that pay $50,000 or less. And they were meant to pay $50,000 or less. And I can think of some right here at a radio station. You know, 20 years ago, I'm sure the money was better. 40 years ago, I'm sure the money was better, but times have changed. And a lot of people have left radio because of that. We also have uh, a lot of people have been living with at home. We have the, the most amount of millennials, people from, what, what is it, 1835, that are living at home in the last decade. So there's more people that are just basically either saving more money or they are realizing they can't afford here and they're leaving the state. So we have, there's several things that are happening. Um, you, you, you can kind of tie this into your question of how does it end. If we continue seeing the affluent residents moving into the state, can it end? Um, it's going to take a bit longer. I mean, there's a lot of wealth here, Robin. There's a lot of diversity. Um, we just don't have that low end growing right now. There's a couple stats that came out talking about builders that they just aren't going after affordable housing. They're building high end housing. That's because there's another reason too is because there's more high end buyers coming in. Why would you build something for low end? I'm with you. It doesn't scare me. I think it's it's going to play itself out. I don't think it leads towards an end, though. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm just, I'm going to be fascinated to see what it looks like in 10, 20 years. Because it's, it's the changing landscape. My city that I live in, San Carlos, is having a get-together. And it's called The Changing Face of Smaller Housing. And I'm like, who's hmm. sponsoring that? And just get ready for smaller housing. Probably a realtor. Probably a realtor, probably a developer, probably a realtor and a developer. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I don't know how this all ends. We're creating an amazing amount of wealth in the United States for the haves and then the have-nots. It wasn't that long ago that we were occupying Wall Street and we were marching for livable wages. That's kind of toned down a little bit. Is it because the employment situation got better and people can't really complain if they're at work? I once heard a department, State Department, um... Leader, leader of the State Department. What's, what's that position called? The head of the State Department. That's what we're going to call it. And uh, he talked about how do you solve terrorism? And he goes, you give people jobs. And I'm like, what? And when you hear that yet again, uh, it starts to make sense. The poor areas of the world tend to be the most, have the most unrest. So... How's the United States going to turn out? When do we have another Occupy Wall Street? Is it when unemployment's at 4% or is it when unemployment's at 10%? Last time we had it, unemployment was much higher. People were dressing up as, you know, banditos and tear bombing the G7s. Uh, so I'm, I am interested to see how this all ends. Because we are creating an enormous amount of wealth. People are buying houses, $1,000 a square foot plus. They're not batting an eye at lash at it, knowing they could buy a house in Breckenridge. They could buy 10 houses. Secretary of State was the the one that I was looking for. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Where does it all end? Um, 
what else do we have out there to talk about today, real estate-wise? We've talked about solar. We've talked about Californians leaving. What else you got for me, Tony? What are you seeing these days? And uh, I saw that the mortgage applications were down because the article was written that interest rates are higher. Um, are you seeing mortgage applications down? Not necessarily. Uh, you, you do see refinances kind of slowing down and purchases are still where they are. So um, you, you were talking earlier about equity lines, how people are looking to may possibly do solar paneling or get that Tesla wall unit. And there's um, a lot of people, I have a client that's looking to add a room to their house. So equity lines are really popular right now. And one of the reasons is because over the last you know, five or six years, we've had low rates and people don't like touching their first loan uh, and refinancing at a higher rate. So they're just getting equity lines. But purchases are doing really well. Optimism's very high right now. There's still every realtor I talk to, there's still plenty of multiple offers. We just had a client lose out on an offer. He put $100,000 over, which was 12% over, and somebody went 50 grand over that all cash. So there's still a lot of buyers looking at properties, especially in what we call the affordable range. And I, I've done all the numbers based on the median price, median income um, with 20% down. And I I played out in the Bay Area about 1.2. So I think everything under 1.2, 1.3, if you want to push a little bit, is doing very, very well. Uh, I don't see purchases um, or prices being affected by the lack of buyers, if that's uh, one of your questions. Uh, refinances, they'll, they'll come around. There's plenty of reasons to refinance um, everything from taking cash out to getting rid of mortgage insurance or getting it from an arm to a fixed or a fixed to an arm. Um, before- what does it look like to be retired and to want to, you don't see the selling of the homes, but to buy another home? Um, you qualify the same way. You have you have to qualify with income. You have to follow the the ratio, you know, the debt ratios. But the general rule of thumb is the lower the rate you want, the harder the guidelines are. The looser the guidelines, the higher the rate. So if you want the best rates out there, you're gonna have to follow pretty tight guidelines, which include lower debt ratios, higher credit scores, and uh, but there are the programs that uh, a lot of people. There's not. Here's the thing: is they aren't advertised. Most of the guidelines in these programs or the little caveats of these programs aren't advertised. There's something called delayed, um, not delayed, uh, uh, asset depletion. Um, let's say you have a, uh, you retired, you have a million dollars, but you don't have a huge pension or you're not drawing off of your IRA yet. And so you can't show those distributions. You basically say, I have this many assets and they divide that by the term of your loan. And that becomes an asset or an income on a monthly basis. So there's that, um, self-employed people, there's bank statement programs where you can actually say, I get $10,000 a month from the jobs that I do, even though that I only claim 50000 a year in income, and you can use the full $10,000 gross. So there's a lot of programs out there that are helping like, people like that are going into retirement. But in retirement, it's Social Security, pensions, um, asset depletion, and any other you know self-employed income that they have can can go towards it, but there are programs out there. So it's not as dire as it might sound if you're retiring, but a lot of people that make mistakes are, um, they actually retire first, basically quit their job and then try to to refinance without planning it out beforehand, or maybe staying in their house and forgetting that maybe we didn't want to really retire here. We want to move somewhere else. Can we afford it? Uh, Can we qualify somewhere else? Those are the big mistakes we see. So a lot of tax laws have changed this year with mortgages. I'm sure you're continuing education that you have to go through. You're probably learning all about the new tax law limits, the deductibility of mortgage interest to new loans up to $750,000 and interest paid on HELOC, some equity lines of credit. 
probably not deductible at all. Um, itemizing your deductions is going to change a lot of tax returns next year. Have you seen people approach you as a mortgage lender differently? Because yeah. I'm going to ask you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And that, they're, that, they're taking into effect tax laws and yep. sizes of mortgages. And, and you're going to hear people say, well, the, the people who are buying that $1.5 million house and they're losing some of those deductions, um, well, they can afford it. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, sometimes the people who are wealthy are also the people who are really paying attention to the numbers. Um, we were talking about how Californians are leaving the state. I mean, all of a sudden you go, okay, well, I, I can only get $750,000 as a married couple to uh, write off the interest when I can, but my, my median home price in the area I want to buy is 1.2, 1.5. Why don't, why don't I move somewhere else? Um, that could start, it could bite California a little bit, especially places like the Bay Area and LA, uh, a little bit harder. I'm a big fan of Thai foot massages. <laughs> you know why I bring that up? Sure. Tell me. I'm assuming, well, first and foremost, I don't want to pay someone $150, $200 an hour to rub my back. Um, I'd rather pay someone $25 to $50 an hour to rub my back and feet or whatever. Um, but Thai foot massages to me, where do those people live? And that's why I always bring up the $50,000 a year of income. And like, what sort of horrible things are we doing as a society so that I can have high end real estate in a high, high price real estate in a low end home? Like, whoa. So one of the things I like about mortgages, and I was asking you, are you seeing a big difference right now with some of the new tax laws and some of the higher interest rates? People still have to understand mortgages are awesome. They give you liquidity. Like right now, my, I, I, I could pay off my mortgages. I could pay off my car. Well, I could do a lot of but But why would you? But why would I? Yeah. I'm liquid. I'm liquid, baby. <laughs> uh, mortgages offer me cheap money. If today, let's say... I murder someone. The judge is going to say your bail is going to be one ten million dollars, and you're going to have to uh, secure it with at least a million dollars of property or something. You know how much that loan is going to be? A bail bondsman, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty percent, right? A mortgage is still the cheapest cost of money on the planet. Like it's ridiculous that I can go like um, four hundred thousand dollars, and the banker's like, "You sure you don't want five hundred thousand just in case you need it?" And it's yep. it's like, whoa. And how much are you can charge me? Three to four percent. That's yeah. amazing. Whoa, yeah. Jumbo. The, the one thing we have seen recently is uh, everybody hears about conforming limits, jumbo loans, um, and then with the, the qualified mortgages and non-qualified mortgages. The, the, the great thing is that we are actually seeing jumbos and conforming rates getting close together. So you're talking about rates that are in the mid fours uh, right now. I think Freddie Mac has the rate at four point five five percent. That sound about right on their primary mortgage market survey. Um, and that's hitting it pretty much on the nose. Um, and that's nationwide. And we're seeing places in, like in the Bay. And those are that's the 30-year fixed. We're seeing well, one trend we are seeing is people using more arms. Uh, the arm rate is usually about three-quarters to a 1% lower. And that's become very popular, especially if you're looking at something. You're losing some of the tax and interest deductions, so you might as well pay a lower interest rate. Um, so we're seeing a little bit more of that on the higher end. We're seeing people, you know, the, the last... 12 years, 13 years in real estate has really uh, made people a lot more aware of what, what they're doing with their mortgages. So um, I'm pretty jazzed about the kind of clients that we're seeing today. Okay. So the higher interest rates, the whole new tax laws, not really. Nope. Same 
people look the same? Yep. Are they young Republicans? Are they? Like, what, uh, <laughs> I don't think that, to... that's not on the application. So, and if I, I'm pretty sure I'd be breaking some sort of law. I, I don't stuff. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that a lot of things changed last year, and we have a president who seems not to like California or New York. I don't see a slowdown. Okay. Um, not in California. Um, I don't. I don't see a slowdown. And no changing of opinions. No people like you hear it. Rob. I, I get a lot of people come to me when the stock market's like IPOs are sexy. They'll be like, what's next IPO? And or when tech stocks are, should I, should I buy Amazon now or should I wait for a dip? People are very like, you know, you know the things that change right now. CPAs are, are hearing it. CPAs, okay. CPAs. Their phones are ringing off. Like, what do I do now? What should I buy? Okay. Um, I, I advise everybody that is looking at a house to, to start with the CPA or at least have a team around you. C, CPA, CFP, mortgage guy, good realtor, good insurance we always talk about Isn't having good crazy? professionals around you. We've known each other for like 20 plus years. Yeah. Now we have CPA friendships. Like, whoa. <laughs> Who's your CPA? Changed. My CPA. Back from we used to know the same bartender to now we know the same CPA. <laughs> Life has changed. Anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at com. You can also find him here Thursdays at 6 p.m. on KDOW. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Let's talk with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You did my last loan. And interestingly, we were talking a little bit about Fortnite. You know, every now and then there's something that kind of shakes things up, like HQ trivia. Where everyone's logging in and playing trivia and trying to win their share of $5,000. So if 500 people win, you get $10. And you're just hoping like 1,000 people don't win because then you're like, oh, it wasn't even worth my time. But there's, sometimes there's these sensations. And like Fortnite is a sensation right now because like if you turn on CNBC, people are talking about it. And like, why are they talking about this game? Turn on CNBC, sometimes they're talking about cryptocurrency. Turn on CNBC, sometimes they're talking about... Um, machine learning sometimes they're talking about you know virtualization and virtual reality the company that kind of dominates that whole area and if you want to play fortnite which is awesome you start with 100 players and you it's a battle royale which takes us back to the wwf brother back when it was cool when it was the world wrestling federation not the world wildlife fund but they would have those cage matches where like 20 wrestlers would get in the cage and only one would come out and like somewhere around number five, they're down in the bottom five. The f- guy who got kicked out first gets back in. He sneaks back in, but he's wearing a robe. He's hitting Hulkster. Down goes Hulkster. It's chaos. Awesome. Awesome. We love awesome. battle royals. We love the, the, the match ca- the cage matches where only one man comes out. What's the point here? Oh, Fortnite's got a battle royale co- thing to it. And the way they've made it for the iPhone is, like, there's little sound cues. And you're like, my phone, my phone's not got the best sound. They show you the sound cues now. So not only do you not have to hear them, you can see them. So if, like, you hear footsteps, they'll show you little teeny tiny footsteps to the, to the right. So it's got this immersive thing going on. But it, it's, you know, who's, who's the company that could benefit from all this? There's two. From machine learning, from cars autonomously driving, from virtualization, from virtual reality, there's a company called AMD, and there's a company called NVIDIA. Now, there's some other companies that make semiconductors, like Intel, uh, but we're going to ignore Intel at this point in time, because Intel is kind of a CPU. 
the, the central processing, the core, the brain of the computer, right? Whereas what NVIDIA does is like they, they, they process graphics. So when you play that high-speed chase game where you're out running the cops and you fly through the air and you go over a canyon, it's all being done as if there's really a canyon underneath you. All the physics are, are done, like processed in real time. It's amazing what we see. So there's two, there's two plays. There's, there's AMD, which is a $12 stock. And if Bitcoin moves to 15000 again or 10000 or 12000 people are going to be talking about the guys who can make the Bitcoins, and they're AMD and they're NVIDIA. NVIDIA is better than AMD. NVIDIA is high maintenance, though. And what I mean by that, it's an expensive stock, and it's gone a long way, long, very far, very fast. And you know what it's like dating someone who's high maintenance? When you're done, you, you say, I'll never do that again. Same thing with stocks. High maintenance stocks can stress you out. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, interest rates have been moving higher. Um, inflation is ticking up just a skosh. Mm-hmm. Employment's great in the United States. Mm-hmm. 4% unemployment-ish. Uh, I'm not going to say that's a true number because I think government statistics are kind of... It's a trend. We You just have to follow trend that trend. And you send... You send, you send the people to the right neighborhood, and some it's, of them look better than other neighborhoods and such. Um, but yeah, how's the job market playing out in in mortgages? Are you seeing are you seeing higher incomes? Or are you seeing more stock bonuses? Like uh, the Bay Area is really different. I'm seeing a lot higher. I'm seeing more people that are working from home. Uh, and I, I'm working with a client right now who rents here in the Bay Area. He's like, I ain't buying in the right Bay Area. He's buying a, pl- a place down in San Diego. And we're going to do his loan. We, he's pre-approved. He's buying a house. You know what San Diego means, right? I'm sure. Ron Burgundy taught us this. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say it on air. I'm kind the, of a big deal. The whale. The whale. And then it's part of an anatomy. I have many leather-bound books. So we're seeing a lot more people figuring out. Mahogany. You, you, you keep saying, how is this going to play out? How is this going to end? And how, how are Californians going to deal with it? I, I think companies are saying, okay, you, here's your equipment. Go and work from home four days a week. Um, my neighbor, he his car is always there because uh, he works four days and he drives down to his office one day a week. Okay, um, and someone like that can live in Sacramento or Grass Valley and get a nice little home. You know, set it, deck it out, get that high speed internet, do all of his work, all of his run his team, and, and then you know cruise on in his nice little Audi and. He's down here in the office and then goes back home. And lenders are saying, that works. We'll, we'll do it. Just get a letter from your employer says you can work from home, and that's it. More working from home, huh? Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of that. Lenders are really stepping up, Rob. Um, so you, you can't have this many buyers in this kind of economy without having the lenders backing it. And one more thing on that. Banks in general, there's, I'm sure people will see this in the news, are stepping away from low-income buyers, uh, where non-banks, which are basically banks that don't take deposits like what we do as brokers, they're stepping up and picking up the slack. So um, it's all there. All the, all the facets of what you need to get housing right now is there. That's why we see all the buyers and vice versa. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find Tony Mendez at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. We'll take a break here. If you need a loan, shop Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He did my loan recently. He's done most of my loans in my life, which is kind of a crazy adult thing to say. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. And Thursdays at 6 o'clock here on AM 1220, KDOW.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.